Hey everyone, good Monday morning. If you could only see what was going on like 30 seconds behind the scenes, behind the scenes, but you guys are listening to Author Talk with me, Amy, Russell, and Valerie. And our lovely guest today is Takia. Hey, she got it right. I was really nervous about it, you guys. I was really nervous about it. But let's dive into the weekend because I feel like all of us have an interesting weekend to share. So like usual, I went and checked out my house with Josh on the weekend. They started putting in electrical and water. Is and the floor level? This. Yes, everything's level. Did you check? I did. I, put I a actually had on it. a lawsuit that I, I had. Uh, one of the lawsuits I represented in construction cases was in a newly made house, and they got the floor crooked. The floor. You can't fix a house when the floor of the whole place is crooked. I put a marble on it and see which way it goes. Okay, did you check? Do you have a fireplace? No. I had another lawsuit where they put the fireplace upside down. Oh my gosh. Burn the whole house down. It was yeah, great. I love Texas. I don't we don't get cold enough for one. <laughs> I don't think I have we, one. We we do marshmallows in it, Amy. <laughs> yeah, but I don't I can I have a fire pit outside if I really need to do it. You better so, check that stuff, girl. I know I don't have any of that. I don't have my drawer or anything like that up. I go two, three times a week and walk my house. Okay. It's the most awkward thing. If anyone that's listening, watching later now, anything has ever built a house, it's the most awkward thing to walk into a house when workers are there because they literally stop what they're doing and stare at you and it's very awkward but they are very nice they're very okay, nice Takia, uh amy appears to be this young nice person that's not who she is trust me when she's walking through that house she's a tough bitch I mean, <laughs> she can't handle stuff right. so i'm confident this, needs to be fixed. this isn't right Right. That's me. If that's how you sure, want to email. They got a text message this morning of some things that needed to be adjusted in a very nice manner. There but I will say, in Russell's defense, I am only five foot, four eleven, five foot. So I do walk in with somewhat of an attitude. Russell is very. You don't need an attitude, though, because the I first time they cross you, they're going to learn. Yeah. But anyways, no, I am a very nice person. I don't know what Russell's talking about. I'm very friendly. Okay. Like, yes, you not, are. You, you are. To cross someone crosses you. you just don't want to cross a bridge with me. Right. Okay. But I'm very friendly. I'm hey, very that's friendly. a, that's a big investment. You have to make sure it's right. You want to get it right. See, like mm -hmm. peanut butter and jam gets it. Yes. You understand. Hello, peanut butter and jam. You understand. <laughs> But anyway, so we went and walked it, and then um, I took the girls to Costco. But I also went and had a picnic with my youngest. She rode her bike the entire way, which I'm sure any parent can relate. I am not the most patient person, so to ride, like, four blocks uh, and, like, <sighs> walk next to her on a bike took all my patience that I had. But she had such a great time, which makes everything worth it. So... My weekend in that sense was laid back, but my upcoming week, I know we don't usually do this, but I'm going to dive into it really quick. I have my follow-up ENT appointment for Meta, so we're going to be scheduling tonsils coming out. Thank you, okay. Lord. Okay. So hopefully you won't get your monthly uh, emergency room strep attack, right? Yep, that yes. would be fabulous. That'd be fabulous. But my granny, my dad's mom, she's the only grandmother I have left. She is coming in town to visit my dad next Saturday 
And so it's the girl's only great grandmother. So me and the girls are going to go down and spend the weekend with her at my mom and dad's. So I'm super excited about that. I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't seen her in a long time. She hasn't met Sky, my youngest. And thank God Josh so. doesn't have to go. I bet he's no, Josh that. is Josh is going to be going. <laughs> oh, you guys. Josh is going to be driving up to Dallas because he has his monthly work trip and he chose to go there. So we're actually going to go up after Author Talk next Monday. We're going to go up and spend that week with Josh there and, and spend Valentine's Day in Dallas. So it's we have exciting things on the horizon is how I'm going to word it. But what all did you guys do this weekend? You guys always do some fascinating, cool things because we're all kind of scattered around. So Valerie. who wants to go first? Okay. Yeah, I this. OK, we love Mardi Gras. And this year I was a media partner with Mardi Gras Galveston and they invited um, me and my husband to get on a float and we were able to throw bees, which was so fun because you, you, um, you, I mean, it's exciting when you're down there catching the beads, but when you're throwing the beads, people are just like crazy. They're like, here, here, here. And okay, I really did not think I was going to be able to like hit people on target, but I was better than I thought. But my, um, my arm was a little sore from like ch chunking it, but it was so <laughs> great. It was so great. People are so enthusiastic and they had the umbrella parade. So um, seeing all these uh, teams of people in their umbrella costumes, we had, there was pink flamingos. There was teams of people dressed like Bob Ross, just, that you know, the so whole cool. gamut. People were crazy and it, it was a lot of fun. Just, you know, peak people dressed like peacocks and um, just all kind of different animals. Everybody's uh -huh. in the spirit. And so there was like four parades that night. So it was, it was a long, it, they were even braving the rain. I was like, gosh, dog. Wow. you know, these are some dedicated people. We're there, we're there for the party, but it yeah. was all on the strand. Yeah. So it's cool. It's very cool. Very cool oh, to do that. I love it. I love the strand. I miss La Kings. Their chocolate was divine and their taffy. I miss well, them also, so much. Yeah, it was just great. They had, you know, the whole strand cleared out so people could just like be ready for a parade after parade after parade. And they would stop the parade and then they even played the hokey pokey. So everybody that was in the umbrella parade could do the hokey pokey. I love it. Just <laughs> like the drunk hokey pokey, not the hokey pokey. What a great memory, you know. What a great memory. It was fun. Yeah. I so, love it. That's only the first weekend. That's they they still have a whole nother weekend to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Russell. The key. Oh, is it Russell? Russell doesn't have much to say. <laughs> I I was the lawyer. I'm the lawyer in the family. So I had to do family lawyer business in Houston. So I was in Houston all week last week. I even did the show last week from Houston. Uh, did I had to do family business all week and then drive uh, all the way from Houston to Atlanta in the rain. It rained all the way from Houston to Atlanta on Saturday. and But I was just grateful to be back. Nothing cool for me this weekend. No Valerie Mardi Gras. Takiya, I hope you did something way cooler than Russell. Uh, yeah, I did have a good weekend. Let's see. Um, there was an event at City Hall, like a party at City Hall in San Francisco. Um, the mayor came. They had a DJ. They had open bar and hors d'oeuvres and food. So that was super fun. Um, and what else did I do? Oh, and I went to... Um, a, a dinner with a friend at this beautiful, um, I don't know if, if they have it anywhere else. It's in California. They have several. It's Restoration Hardware. It's their showroom. Yes. 
They the do of- have it other places. They do. They and have it's it awesome. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. I was like, this is one of the most beautiful places I've been to in San yes. Francisco. Like it's at the top. It was just immaculate. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was my first time there. And I look forward to, to going back really, really soon. <laughs> so awesome. I have to thank everybody listening to us. The kid we're rated top 10 independent book podcast in America. We went, when we got told that we we're like, what, what, what? We're yeah. very humble though. <laughs> And we thank everyone that listens to us. Uh, they can find us where, Amy? Oh, Russell, that was a good one. I like I it. Way, yeah. <laughs> I love it. But no, you guys, you can find us anywhere that you can look up a podcast. So my go-to ones off the top of my head, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Good Pods. I'm sure that there are others. I just always miss them because those are the ones that I go to to find us. And like Russell usually says, if Russell can find us, anyone can find us. So make sure you type in author talk. It's two words and the crimson red and gold logo is ours. Or as I would say, ugly Aggie red and gold. Okay. Listen here. I am also a fellow UT person and it's not Aggie Mm -hmm. red. If anything, it's an Alabama crimson red. Okay. That's that's Alabama is in my blood. That's worse. And I would badmouth Alabama if Saturday I was not uh, shamed by meeting a very nice lady while I was in Alabama. So I'm not saying any Mm -hmm. geo bigoted statements about (laughs) Alabama because I met a nice lady on Saturday that was very helpful. I love it. I have Alabama, right? Roll Tide and Go Tigers LSU's in my blood. Okay. So when they battle each other, my mom's upstairs, my dad's downstairs. Okay. Like I grew up that way. That's just how we're rolling. So I do, I do not claim Agginess. Uh, That is not, I may live in that city. It's not me and Josh, neither one of us went there. So we are, we're not Aggies by any means, but We are incredibly humble for the title and the opportunity to be in the top 10. We've been doing this for a long time, eight, seven, eight, nine years. Me and Russell always lose count and it's evolved and we're excited to where it's going to go this year. We've met so many amazing people within the writing community, publishing community, all walks and realms within that community. So many amazing people that we've met and talked to, much like Takia, that's soon going to be coming up. But... You guys, I would be crazy if I didn't mention this. If you are on your writing journey, you haven't published a book or you've published a book. Yes, UH says Buddha Ellis, yes. <laughs> Anyways, if you're on this writing journey, you haven't published a book, you're looking to publish a book, you've already published a book and you're wanting to dive into doing it yourself or you're wanting to educate yourself in the ever-changing world of the writing and publishing community, the Women in Publishing Summit, I will be back again this year sponsoring them. I have a one-hour slot that I will be speaking at, and I have a Q&A that you can come to at my booth to find out more information. There's amazing other sponsors and women and speakers involved in this summit. It's not just for women, though it is called Women in Publishing Summit. So any writer, any genre can join and learn about it. It's incredibly useful. It's been amazing. So that's coming up in March. So you'll be hearing more about it from me. If you follow me on my social media channels or any of us to see author talk and all of those, you'll be hearing more about it because it is coming up in March. It is a great opportunity for you guys. But before my kids come in, Valerie, let's get you talking. 
Hi, I have one quick question about that, Amy. Um, do people need to probably just start looking into that in case there's a deadline to register since it is in March and we're already in February? Oh. Yep. So the early bird special is currently going on. I'm going to share that into the into the group so you can get your ticket at a discounted rate. Now, food for thought, it is all online. So you don't have to fly anywhere at all, Perfect. which I'm a huge fan mm -hmm. of because I can be quite awkward in person, as Russell has mentioned previously. I can That's be quite terrible. awkward in person. So it would be much more fun to watch you try to speak if you had to do it to a room full of people. I have had to do that, and it's I not know, fun. and it's, it's better. Not, it's not and you fun. survived, and you did great. I survived and did great, yes, for sure. But, Valerie, let's get Takaya talking about her books. Absolutely. So, uh, Takaya, can you just tell us a little bit about your history as a writer before we dive into what your books are? Yes. Um, I just had a desire all of a sudden, like one day, like I had a, I had a, a thought for a, a title and it actually wasn't even a title. It was just single mom in the city. And I, but I think we're talking about the coloring books though, but I had that thought for that name. I, I really was attracted to that name and I didn't know what to do with it. So I, I penciled it, wrote it down on the piece of paper, kind of just like, you know, thoughts, thoughts journaled it pretty much. And then it wasn't until honestly, like three years later that I was like, oh, I can write a book with that. Cause initially I was like, maybe a podcast, I don't know, Facebook group, but I didn't, I didn't want to do something where I had to keep it up. So I, I, it, this is, this is going to be really, really strange. I saw an ad on YouTube um, that came through and that's, and it was someone who, it was a gentleman named, um, you know, I guess I'll give a shout out to him because he, gave me the idea, Chandler Bolt. It was an ad and it was like, write a book in 90 days. And I'm like, aha, I could use that title and write a book. So it was just an idea that I got. And yeah, I just decided to do it. I had no prior experience, but I, I love, I've always loved writing. And so I'm like, why not? Because what is your professional background in? Well, I went to fashion school and so I, I got my degree in merchandise product development. So entrepreneurship, ultimately, it, I, I do mm -hmm. consulting for nonprofits. Um, I have my books. I have an Etsy store. Um, yeah, just entrepreneurship. I do consulting for for book writing, for for self-published authors. So mm -hmm. a creative <laughs> That's well, I, I feel like that was already in your blood, maybe to get this going, you know, all of those seeds were planted to get you, you know, on your journey. Um, and so did, were you able to write it in 90 days or did you have to take a little longer or how did that, um, yeah. did you, what was your process? It did take me longer than, than 90 days. And I think largely, I think it would have took me more than 90 days either. I think, it, I, I think I could have gotten it done in like two to three two to three months, if I'm honest. It took me longer than that because I didn't write every day. And everybody that I talk to that has interest in writing a book or that begins their journey, I always tell them the most, like if I could do it, if I could do it over again, I would write every single day. Because if you take breaks, if, even if it's a little bit, even if it's like 15 minutes, 30 minutes, because if you take breaks, and then when you like, just, just say three days off. And then when you go back into write, like your mind is not, as like fresh and flow, you have to get back into like what, you know, your book is about. So every day, even if it's the tiniest bit is what I tell um, people who are writing a book or interest or who are new, who are new writers, I should say. And how long ago was this that when all of this started happening? 
So, so I would say, so let me just say, it probably took me about like three years, two, three years to finish because I did not write every day. And I took long breaks. Like I would maybe be in the mode of writing for like um, a month and then I wouldn't write at all for like another month. <laughs> so it was mm -hmm. very like inconsistent. But then when I gave my, what I, during the pandemic is when I finished it. And what I did is I gave myself a deadline, like no matter what, I'm going to get it finished, even if it's not perfect, because I knew that I could go back in and make corrections and then re, you know, re put it out there, even if there's, mm -hmm. there were mistakes. So that's what I did. I mean, I can tend to be a bit of a perfectionist and, um, and overanalyze things and try to get it like just perfect, which we know perfection is an illusion. You have to like, you know, decide to do it and then work on perfecting as, you know, as you're doing the thing. So, Absolutely. so yeah, so I, I, I set myself a deadline and I, I made that deadline. And, and right. after going, after once I did get the book, the hard copy, I was like, oh my gosh, where are all these mistakes in there? <laughs> It's like grammatical mistakes that my editor should have caught. It's like, what the heck? Um, and so I, I corrected those and resubmitted. And it wasn't a big deal. It's like if people, I mean, I've seen, I thought like books were like when I was growing up, when I was young, I thought books were like supposed to be imperfect or infallible. And so when I saw a mistake, and I'm sure you've all seen mistakes, it's kind of rare, but it's like, oh, wow. Like they put the two times or they use the wrong preposition or something like that. But Mistakes do happen in books, you know, where, you know, humans are editing and, and we don't always catch it. So, so yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know, and you, like you say, you commit to write every day, but sometimes in a writer's mind, you can't do that. You have to be in the zone and you have to be um, just inspired almost to, to put those words down. And, and then when it does start to flow, then you're like, you're feeling good. Just like, boom, 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 knock it out, knock it out, knock it out. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, and then when you come back sometimes to your, your fresh, you have, you know, a fresher perspective or, you know, insight to like what you want to communicate. And absolutely. I, my, one of my, my very first books also has a mistake in it. And, um, a child, when I was presenting, he pointed it out to me, of course, <laughs> Okay. It was uh, it was an illustration. Yeah, it was an illustration that has a uh, you know a little compass because it shows like where they're traveling, like north, south, east, and west. He goes, uh, "Your east and west is mixed up." And I was like, "How?" Wow. Last thing on my mind, you're checking exactly. the words, but but I mean things happen. But I'm so happy for you that you were able to you know get to that goal and and have that hard book in your hands. How did that feel when you first got it? It felt amazing. Um, it was it was kind of surreal. It was like, wow, like it looked, you know, even better in person, like seeing that, you know, the cover and everything. It looked better in person than than obviously on the computer. Yeah, I felt really accomplished and proud of myself for for finishing that, for finishing it. Oh, and one other thing I will say in regards to um, like tips, tips that I give, like so I would often it, to prevent writer's block, I would often get ideas when I was driving in the car, like, oh, I can add that in sometimes when I was watching YouTube, because I often like to watch like informational type of YouTube. And so I would get, you know, I would get like sparks of information and I would jot. So and then and this is a mistake I did at first, like I would just like, oh, I'm going to remember that. Like, that's such a great idea. Like, I'll remember that when I get home. 
Oh my gosh, that happened multiple times where I did not remember. It was like, what was that great idea? So what I learned to do is if I was driving, maybe I would just record myself like the idea, like, you know, a couple of few sentences, whatever it is. Or if I wasn't driving, if I was, you know, somewhere out, I would use my notes um, and type in like the thought that I had. And then when I went down to sit to write, it's like I didn't have to come up with a whole new idea or I was able to like, you know, finish like a chapter or or whatever the case. I was able to make make the information like more substantial, like with these ideas. So when you get those ideas, like when you're driving, walking, whatever it is, like, and I'll, I would often keep a notebook as well, like write it down because that makes the writing process so much easier when you go to sit down, you already have like, you know, you had that great idea when you were out doing whatever. And so when you sit down to write, you know, you don't have to start from scratch. Yeah, because you don't know where your inspiration is going to come from. And just like it's a spark. And I, I will actually like t text myself and then and it'll send it to my email. And I'm like, OK, and then I put it in a folder and like, don't forget, don't forget. So now I can find them easier. But it is it's just you just don't know. And and that's how I do it. You know, writers do. We just kind of like brainstorm in our own minds <laughs> to exactly. come up with these ideas. Um so that's a, that's a great idea too. Just, you know, you have to, you have to get those thoughts down on paper because if you don't, you won't remember. And sometimes as a writer, I feel like you're, you know, you just have to grab them because you don't know um, where this leads to, exactly. like lead to another book. It might lead to another poem. It might lead to another chapter. You just don't yeah. know. Very true. Mm -hmm. And I also do a brainstorm, like in a very, in the very beginning, I did a brainstorm, a brain dump. Mm -hmm. I will call it, you know, just of any and everything yes. that I might want to write. Like I gave myself, I think like five or 10 minutes and then I just, you know, blank piece of paper and just wrote out, I, I, I call it a mind map. I, well, I didn't call it. I got that from the gentleman that I mentioned um, that I found online. He had like some tips and, you know, I had never written. So it was like, where do I start? So I got, you know, I used the tips, like created that mind map and, and that was immensely helpful, help, help, helpful for me to be able to um, kind of set out the ch the chapters or like section out like the different topics I wanted to have in each um, in each chapter. So, yeah. Um, let's go ahead and talk about your coloring books yes. real quick, because um, these look amazing. I'm so excited to check these out. Can you tell us a little bit how the concept came for these? Yes. So the concept for the girls one could, because that was the first one. I love me colorful and creative that, um, that was inspired, uh, from my daughter. Um, and oh. all of the activities that she participated in when she was young and uh, as well as what she aspired to be. So that's, that's where the concept came. And then also I noticed with a lot of like, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of affirmation and like positive words and speaking, kind of speaking things into existence. So I wanted those. So even though it was a coloring book um, and it was important for me to have those inspiring um, aff affirmations on each page of the coloring book so that whether the child could read or not, the parent would read it to them and it could spark dialogue if they didn't know you know, what the, what the words meant. And, and I didn't dumb it down either in terms of, you know, some of the words um, that I use. I'm trying to think like, what was specific words that I use? Um, 
gosh, and within the okay, are you trying? You're helping me out. Um, yeah. Um, I think oh, I use I use DNA. I think I use DNA in there, and I and I you know spelled it out. And so that that's a discussion. You know, a lot of kids might not know what DNA, so that can spark discussion amongst the child and their parent too. So I wanted to be able to um, create a dialogue, and you know, if the if the kid is saying the things like beautiful, brainy, brilliant. You know, that's mm-hmm. something that kids could affirm to themselves. So, um, so yeah, that's how I um, decided to write that. Some of the, some of the image imagery, like I took, you know, I hired um, a, a, a graphic artist and I took some of even pictures of my daughter's face and said, this is the face I want. This is the body. This is the pose. So I had to piece, you know, a lot of the image, I mean, and they were amazing. I pieced a lot of the imagery together because obviously like for golf, there was a golf image in there with a pose. And so, you know, I needed to piece that pose in with the face. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm on mute. The people are cutting a tree next to me. And I want to make sure you guys, I want to oh. hear your story, not the tree cutters. Um, so uh, why a coloring book and not something else? Well, well, when my daughter was young, I didn't find that there were a lot of coloring books that represented her. And this one was really a model after her. And as well, it it actually, it was also a gift, a gift to her um, for her 16th birthday. And so she gets um, a large portion, portion of the sales for that book. It was kind of, yeah, it was also a 16th birthday gift. And yeah, I, 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 I just got the idea, like I said, there weren't, there wasn't a lot of representation for her. And so I'm like, you know, why not? It seems Mm -hmm. easy enough. (laughs) Oh, and I do like the idea, like you were saying, it creates, it sparks that dialogue between maybe an adult and a child, but I love also the fact that it is interactive and they can come back and see what they created, you know, to bring to life your imagery and your words, and then they can, you know, connect with that easier. Do you feel like um, the, has you have you had any feedback to, from that kind of aspect? Um, yeah, I have some people say that they 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 love that I didn't because I didn't put um, on the back. I, there's on each image. There's no there's no pictures on the back, so a single page. So I know I've heard some parents say that they hang it up, and that and that was the that was the intention that they don't that you don't have to choose like okay I colored both this both sides, which side do I want to hang up as well as the, the bleed through that happens a lot with coloring books, mm-hmm. like when it's double-sided, yes, it's more cost, cost effective to, to make it double-sided, but to me, it's not as practical because that bleed through is annoying. <laughs> and I have, so I yeah. have had feedback where, you know, the kids have it on the refrigerator or they put it, they put it, the parents put it in a frame and they have mm-hmm. that as a, you know, on their dress dresser in the bedroom as kind of a model and a reminder. They have not only the image, but they also have like those words, even though they might not be reading it. They might just might, you know, because pictures tend to begin to go in the background when you see them so much in your house. But still, there's that subconscious link, you know, of those of those affirmation that's on there that you've read and, you know, mm-hmm. and you're seeing it every day. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And then how long till the one for the, the, uh, the second one came out? Um, about, I think a year, about a year and a half later. Cause I, of course I had so many people asking and about, you know, cause there's a girl one. So I just decided to make the counter 
the opposite, right? It only makes sense. And so all the imagery is, is pretty much a re the reciprocal, most of it, of what's in, in the girl one. Mm -hmm. I love like you, have, you, you the really the emphasis, like you're saying, the words are powerful, the imagery is influential, and just you know, just getting to that level. Um, do you have anything um in the pipeline for something again to do this? For like coloring? Yes, or coloring, or just a, maybe like even like a smaller children's book or something. You may be like a because is this more, would you say elementary age children? I would say, yeah, I would say so. I would say, you know, three, because, you know, young people color. I mean, maybe not necessarily you know, in the lines, but <laughs> but I had adults buy it as well. Um, so I would say I would say up to 12. I would yes, say yes, absolutely. So yeah, I was I say, well, I was going to say, because I have a three and a four year old, right? That which are really grateful that they didn't pop in. And they're like really big into coloring books right now, right? And they're really big into bluey, right? So they have bluey coloring books, but they are double sided. So when they color one side, it's already bled through the, the other. And they're like, I want to paint this or color this side. And then they want to tear the pages out. And it's not necessarily the easiest to tear the pages out. And then if one colored the front and one colored the back, and then they're like, oh, it's favoritism because the one's on right. the front. So you got to flip it over all the time. You're like, no, it's not this one. What are you talking about? But affirmations, I think, are really important. So like you, I like YouTube. And my daughters like YouTube. And there's a bunch of kid-friendly shows and stuff like that on there. But the one that does affirmations that they like that I also get into is um, the Snoop Dogg has an affirmation channel for children. And that's okay. at their school. They play it. We play it at home. And I will catch them like repeating those when it's not on. And I think especially for girls, those things are really important and like positive body images and just self-confidence, all of those things, right, are really important that I'm having to work on with my oldest because of things that have happened. So I feel like anything that kind of has affirmations that they can do and visually see whether they can read or not really kind of helps set a precedence and it, it bleeds into them, right? Because like I've always been told they're like sponges at this age and that is true. Okay, because I'm a cusser. I cuss like a sailor and it has been repeated and I'm having to adjust this. So I will, I can atone that they are, they are sponges. Okay, <laughs> they are sponges. But I like, I like the positive and inspirational spin on it because I feel like they really need that at such a young age, you know, especially when all these other things kind of are going on and stuff like that. So to kind of have something positive like that. And I don't know who doesn't like to color. I am 32 years old. I will be 32 this year. And I, I like to color and I am great somewhat within the lines. I feel like there's room for expression. Okay. But I yeah. love this concept. So when Mickey approached us to have you on the show. I absolutely loved it because I feel like, yes, it was made for children, but I feel like anyone really can benefit from it because like words of affirmation and all the positivity and stuff that goes into it is really beneficial for everybody. I mean, you see adult coloring books now, right? Yes. And those are, those are beautiful, but I do like my children ones too, because they're just full of, you know, positive, but just laughter and happy and just, you know, you don't have to think really hard about them. And that's, I I love like bringing you back to your kind of your kid days. Yes. Things were less yeah. stressful, all this stuff, right? Less worrisome. You just had to worry about getting up, getting dressed and figuring out something to do for fun. Right. So I yes. love those. So I love this, this concept Now you did one for girls and one for boys, which is 
fabulous, right? Because I have to buy two girl ones because I can't buy one of everything. It's two of everything. So I love, I love how this all just kind of came about and it was for your daughter and, and she gets a lot of it and stuff. So I find that that's just, I love it. I love it. Yes. All right, Absolutely. Valerie. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yes. Russell, do you have any questions? Yeah, I do. Uh, I wrote a couple of children's books and I had a really fundamental subversive reason. And that was to make, to encourage children to love large African fauna. That was what my children's stories were about. Do you have, do, do your coloring books have some really basic thing that you're trying to encourage children to think about? Yes, I would say definitely self-love um, mm. and that you're intelligent, that you can do anything you want to do. Um, there's a financial page in there. Um, so, yeah, so I, so I guess mainly the premise is you're, you're amazing exactly how you are and you, the sky's the limit for yourself. You can do whatever you want to do, whether you want to dance, whether you want to do science. There's like a science math page in there or whether there's an entrepreneurship page, whether you want to be an entrepreneur. So doctor there's that's in there. So, cause that was uh, one of my daughter's aspirations when she was young. I think I might've implanted that idea in her mind though. So <laughs> when she was young and so it kind of stuck, but ultimately whatever you want to do, you're amazing. You're amazing little girl. You're amazing little boy. You can do whatever you want to do in life, in this life. So uh, that leads me to another question. Would you explain to us how you put math problem page in a coloring book? How did you do that? So it was science. I mean, <laughs> the, the imagery was like a, 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 a young girl. So I'll just go with the girl page. I mean, it has the boy also. Um, and she has on, on goggles, kind of like a lab coat. But so in the background, there are also smaller images in the background. And then also I, I think I put like a, the pie um, you know, equation and just on there. It was not something to color, but it was just in the background on the page. And I think I might've put some, a square root problem on that page as, as well. So it's just in the background on the okay. page. I could also um, create dialogue because they might be like, what is this? You know, to their parents, you know, a, a five-year-old is not going to know what, what the pie um, equation is. Um, but okay, it was well, and that leads me to it. And I have another question that, you kind of brought up without answering it. You you had you got your degree in merchant in fashion merchandising, right? Didn't you take graphics courses and did you consider doing your own pictures? I saw merchandise product development, and so I was more in the on the fashion side with clothes. No, so I didn't. No, take the answer is no. Yeah, no, I did not take <laughs> more. I, I'm a big proponent of, I used to try to do everything myself at one point. And, you know, you end up doing something, you might know how to do it a little bit, you but not great. Mm. And it ends up taking you so long and you're like hating every moment. So I'm a big proponent of paying people to do what they love. <laughs> they're going to get more enjoyment out of it. It's going to, it's going to, they're going to do it way faster than I can ever do it. So while you might by doing stuff and i learned this by you know i think i'm saving money um 
but I'm really not because my time is taking me probably three, four times as long than an expert that does it all the time. So. Exactly. Yeah. See, you get it. You get yes. it. Yeah. We can all wear, I mean, we can all wear multiple hats, right? Yeah. But it doesn't mean we want to, right? It does not mean that we want or you to have to. <laughs> I know I have to. This is a true statement. We have to. But OK, so I went and bought uh, Amazon said it was your last two coloring books. So I went and bought the last two, according to Amazon, on uh, for the girls. Right. Because my daughters need that. But I saw your publisher. Right. And I saw that you also have a book. So I'm going to sidetrack just a little bit. And hopefully uh -huh. this is OK with you. If not, just be like, I don't want to talk about that. And we'll move on. But I saw yeah. that your publisher is Single Mom in the City, and you actually have a book that's called Single Mom in the City, Create Time, Money, and a Rich Life, right? That came out in 2020. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I'm interested in it. I'm obviously, I'm over here and it's in my cart. So I want to know more about, I want to know more about it and how yeah. that, that name kind of came about for your publishing company, because I saw that it published this one and the coloring books. So tell Correct. us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, so that book is the, the subtitle is exactly what it is and what, and what I will say, um, Valerie, you asked me if I have anything in the pipelines and it's definitely to kind of re republish and rebrand that book and change it a little bit, because what I've heard from a lot of people, um, is that it's for everybody. It does have some, some specified parenting tips in there, of course, but really a lot of it is, is stuff that I wish I would have known when I became a mom. Like I was able to find a lot of information through various channels, whether it was people, maybe a little bit from this book, a little bit from that book. So I decided to encompass everything that, um, that a new mom would need, which includes, um, let's see, the first chapter is around like yourself and what do you want? What do you want out of life? Um, you need to set an intention and move move towards it, whatever that is, with um, action steps. Self uh, self care, caring for caring for yourself. On the airplane, they tell you to put the mask on yourself before you help the person next to you. And a lot of time with moms, we don't do that, right? We give we give we give we give our last to everybody else, and especially to our kids. But if you're not you know, healthy mind, body, and spirit, mm -hmm. the kids, children are watching this and you know, how, would, and when your kids become adult, they're, they're going to, they, they perhaps might model that behavior. Like, Oh, you know, mom, you know, gave everything to everybody else. And I certainly want my, want my, want my child to pour back into herself, to pour into herself really first. And so I talk about like meditation, um, doing things for yourself, are you meditating? Were you meditating, Amy? I saw you close your eyes. <laughs> no. So it's one of those things. Oh my gosh. Like this is just yes. a divine thing. Right. And Russell knows, knows very well. And he probably can predict what I'm going to say. I actually had that exact conversation with the bag on, on your mask and or on your face in mm -hmm. the airplane. So I'm not a flyer. Mm -hmm. Right. But my husband was the one that told me that. And he was all like, Oh no, you have to take care of yourself. And I was like, but no, yeah. my kids can't reach it. Like I got to put on my kids first. And he's like, well, you're going to die. Like he was like, no callus, no nothing. He's like, well, you're the weakest sure. link. You're going to die. I was like, That's wait true. a minute. And then it's just so funny because we had this conversation on like Saturday 
And you're oh. talking about the exact same thing. And I just, oh, because I was, it was an intense conversation. I was like, what? No, you can't let your kids die. I have, they can't reach the mask. What are you talking about? He's like, you're dead. I'm taking care of money. And like, it was a whole selfish conversation. So I love that, like, this has evolved into that. Cause I think mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. mothers, but just parents in general, right. Lose sight of that. So I think it feeds into your coloring books, right. Which you did for, for your daughter and it, it creates positive messages and those kinds of things for children. When I was reading the description, I read through all of the reviews, which are fabulous reviews of it. It kind of feeds into that, you know, okay, your, your kids need to know these things and then you need to do this for yourself so you can be the sure. best version of yourself for them. Right. So it was exactly. just, it was an interesting, that's why I was just, I honestly was just like, holy crap. Like we're revisiting this conversation. Like, oh my gosh, I was having a moment. I'm having a moment. Yeah, it, I, so I really, I really do like. I'm sorry that that you you are emphasizing taking care of yourself, and then also in your next set of coloring books that you are emphasizing the child's development and personal, um, you know, positivity. So that all of these things are just, you know, everybody's growing as a human and and in their their skin and just becoming the best they can be. I love that. Yes, and and also like one, and I'll just say this because I feel like this is super important like i would something i, I would have done like as a parent like going going back to my first book um single mom in the city fin finances like financial if i if i would have known like if i had to do all over again i would have started um saving um started a an investment account for my daughter while she was in my stomach even the smallest amount, like I started it, you know, when she was older, um, a saving, it could, you know, it could be a savings account if, if you're not comfortable investing or, uh, uh, yeah, uh, as high of a yield savings as, as one can get. Um, but imagine if when she was in my stomach, I was saving uh, $25 to $50 a month, even like, you know, to when she gets like 18 or 19. And, you know, so I just think like, you know, things like that could have made, you know, could have made a huge difference. Um, I started later, you know, a savings account for her investment account for myself um, as well. So, you know, I talk about things like that. Uh, will and trust, which Russell, you might, I'm not sure what kind of attorney you are, but you probably can appreciate that. Um, I'm a divorce attorney. Oh, uh oh. OK. No, <laughs> <laughs> the wills and the trusts. I'm sure those conversations come up. Yeah, well. <laughs> You have to worry about the will when there's a divorce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, finances in general, creating like additional income for yourself and then outsourcing, like we we're talking about, like that's like one of, you know, huge and that's, you know, a favorite chapter of mine because as moms, we try to do everything ourselves and, you know, and then we end up worn out. And so outsourcing, outsourcing things like, um, like let's see like house cleaning even if it's like once a month you think that you're saving money by doing it yourself but how long does it take you you know you could work a couple extra hours i talk about that at work um a few extra hours and have someone else do it uh laundry food service meal prep like those meal prep certain or not meal prep but meal services like uh blue apron green chef where they deliver all the ingredients like you could do that like once like not well you can't do it once actually at, on, at least two times so two to three times a week so little things because a lot of times as moms like you're busy you end up eating out and yeah, while you have to do, you know, make the make those meals, it's usually like 30 to 45 minutes and it's and it's healthy. So, you know, there's all kind of tips like that in there um, 
for parents, like in general. But yeah, the chapters, if you're able to, the, the table of contents really tell, it It tells like exactly um, what, what the book, book is about. Yeah. And then also, oh, I guess another favorite chapter of mine is like the pleasing personality chapter, how kind of you get, and I, this is not my, um, you know, Napoleon, the great, late, great Napoleon Hill um, talked about this um, in Think and Grow Rich about like having a pleasing personality and how that just really just as, as a mom, as a woman, that just is really, uh, and for men, for everyone, that's just really going to help your, help your life, like just in general. And so I, I talk about all the, you know, all the, the, what, all the traits of pleasing personality versus a, a, a personality that repels, which we all know people who have those repelling personalities. And it's interesting after I wrote that chapter and I saw some of the repelling traits, I, I recognize I'm like, wow, that's why I don't get along with that person. That's why they annoy me. Cause they have like some of those traits that are like, yes. you know, mm -hmm. more repulsive. So, so yeah, exactly. exactly. It's fascinating. I, I love that. There's so many aspects of that that book that you put a lot, a lot of thought into that. And, 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 and I feel like it probably connects with so many people. Yes. Every, I'm, you know, I always welcome feedback, you know, positive or, you know, means of improvement. And I've only received so, so much positive um, feedback on that book. I put a lot into it. There's a lot. It's not just like me saying, this is what you need to do. There's a lot of research. Cause I'm, I'm a research person. I love stats to go behind you know, what, whatever opinion or whatnot someone might be giving. And so there's a lot of like st statistics in there, a lot of information from experts. So it's not just like me saying, hey, this is how you do it. No, all the experts from all the areas from finances, you know, I reference um, in there. I, like I said, I referenced Napoleon, <clears throat> Napoleon Hill in there. Um, you know, a lot of different, a, a lot of different people. So that's awesome. Awesome. Well, okay. So sadly, we have to say goodbye because if I don't say goodbye now, Russell is going to give me the look that puts me in the grave. So we have to, we generally have to have to say goodbye. So it's one of those that, repelling personality things yes, that I have. It, it is. <laughs> but I love it. I thoroughly, I thoroughly love it. So with that, let's do closing comments, questions, statements. Russell, you and then Valerie. Without being repelling further. Would you tell us where they can find your books and how they get in contact with you mm -hmm. if the reader wants to, our listener? Yes. Mm -hmm. So Amazon or barnesandnoble.com and they can get, they can reach me on Instagram at the T-H-E and then Takia, my name, which is, I don't know if they can see my name, T-A-K-I-Y-A-H. Mm -hmm. I love it. Valerie. Yes. Love meeting you today. Fascinating story. And just, I, I love your whole work, body of work there. Thank you so much. Thank you. I enjoy meeting all of you today too. Absolutely. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, well, good. We always try to make it fun. We always say that you're going to have a fun and good time here on Author Talk. But I want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to come and hang out with us and talk to us and inspire and spread positivity. You are welcome back anytime. So when you decide to redo and revamp your, your book, your Single Mom in the City book, let us know. You're more than welcome to come back on. But for everybody listening, we hope that you all have a fantastic Monday, a great rest of your week. And until next Monday, everybody, 
Bye for now. Bye. Bye-bye.